Welcome, bride chillas and groom chillas. Groom chillas, Alicia. Let's uh, let's workshop that. You're listening to the Save the Date Wedding Podcast, the number one wedding podcast hosted by author, comedian, and wedding advice giverer Alicia McCormick. It is Q and A Thursday. That's terrible singing voice. Welcome to the Save the Date Wedding Podcast. If you're new, that's what you're going to get. Just me singing shitty things at you. There it is. I'm Alicia, <laughs> the host of the show, and you can hear a little giggle in the background. Gosh, I'm happy she laughed at that. Meg Keen is the superhero lady blog mistress. What are we going to call you? You're everything. What uh, we- Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Thank you. <laughs> Behind a practical wedding. My favorite ultimate bloody big super wedding website. Oh, everything. I love her. I love what she does. If you heard Monday's episode, you would have already heard her voice. If you haven't, after you listen to this, go back and listen to it, please. Now, Meg, thanks for joining me on this, this Q&A Thursday. I'm always delighted to have someone else come and shoulder the responsibility of answering questions. <laughs> we will ruin your lives together. <laughs> Here we I, are. If they ring, if they ring or write, and they're not happy, you're also to blame. Um, look, so many things to say. I, on Monday's episode, we talked a lot about everything, but I just wanted to ask you a question. I always ask my guests, and I forgot to ask you, and that is, Meg, what do you think weddings will be like in fifty years' time? Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> I was going to say when my kids get married, and then I was like, they might get married before they're Maybe. 50. So. I mean, they might be have other things to do. Who knows? When their kids are getting married. Yeah. Ah, uh, God, who knows? Hoverboards, right? We're finally getting flying cars. I hope I so. I mean, we've been waiting. Ah, <laughs> uh, God. I mean, the pendulum just swings and swings and swings, and... um. So it's really a question of how many times it's gone back and forth since then. Yeah. And are we at like smaller weddings where I kind of hope we are, or are we at like the hugest weddings ever? Um, so place your money, take your chances. <laughs> um, I think they will be, I mean, I genuinely do think that things are moving in a more egalitarian direction. I mean, obviously gay marriage here in the States happened I think faster than most of us thought possible, which is amazing. Or maybe I'm just showing my age. Some people, you know, the 18 year olds are like, duh. Um, and those of us that were 18 a while ago are like, yeah, we were not sure if this was going to happen yeah. in our lifetime. Yeah, so I this couldn't agree that- more. And Australia, but if you're listening, Australia, the country, just fucking move your asses into gear, please. Oh, Australia is so far. Fine. So Whenever I was embarrassed about the United States, then I'd think about Australia and it's like, it's worse. It's yeah. worse. Yeah. Um, uh, you but said I, I think we are moving in a more egalitarian direction. And um, gay, gay marriage happening in the States has, I think, really, I mean, obviously we're on the front lines. And, and so we see it um, sort of every day in terms of questions and how weddings are going or whatever. Um, I was surprised. I would never have expected this. But um, gay marriage becoming legal in the States has really made... Um, people planning weddings more egalitarian. Uh, when I talk to photographers, um, they say that that was sort of the turning point. Um, and now they have like as many of their main contacts are men as are women, which is sort of fascinating. Um, so it was really sort of a, a sea change that I think hasn't really been fully noticed or experienced yet. Um, so I assume that in 50 years, we're going to be in a 
much more egalitarian place. I mean, things move fast and things move slow. Like, where were we 50 years ago? My parents got married 40 years ago and things were different, but not like as different as we might imagine. So, um, you know, I don't think it'll be unrecognizable, but hopefully we're moving in the right direction. I hope we are too. And I really do hope we have hoverboard weddings because that's something I want to be alive for. Exactly. Because please. <laughs> because why haven't we? Come exactly. on. Yeah, can exactly. do Elon Musk. Get onto that. I mean, I like SpaceX. I think it's great we're going to Mars, but move your ass on the hoverboard. <laughs> right. Exactly. Jesus. Come on, guys. Right. Let's crack on. I've got lots of questions for you also, Meg, but I've got questions that need to be answered for our people. So uh, Sarah wrote to me and she says, Texas girl here with an accent, not like mine, mm-hmm. uh, not even engaged yet, but I felt that I had to write in. She uh, goes on to say that she has been with her partner for 10 years and they are about to get engaged this winter, a.k.a. engagement season. So it could have already happened. Congrats or not congrats yet. Woo! Woo, woo, woo. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go with yay. It probably happened. Let's celebrate. She says that she found – I always – Meg, I always ask people where they found me because I'm fascinated how they came across the Australian living in London talking about weddings. So she said she found me by accident because she was searching for wedding makeup in iTunes. Look, random. Ah. Found me. Great. She also says she thinks, uh, oh, well, I'm going to just blow smoke up my own ass now. She thinks I'm amazing (laughs) and hilarious. She loves the swearing. Is it weird that I think that wedding industry needs more swearing? Uh, Fuck no. No, 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 no. Mm. So, questions, questions. She says, what the hell is a wedding theme? I get this. <laughs> I get that it's easy to tie things together if you have one, but I'm really confused as to what it is and how to choose one. Do you have any suggestions? I know yours was broadly yellow polka dots. That's true. I heard you mention it briefly in a podcast, but I couldn't find any more information about it. That's the first question. Should we answer that one first? Sure. I actually wedding theme. So it's weird. So I did in the, in my most recent book, a practical wedding planner, mm. hashtag APW planner. Good. Um, Please use we, it. I, I, um, I did a, a chapter on, on decor, um, which, which was informative for me because my decor was basically, I'm going to do a lot of stuff. Oh crap. I did not do a lot of stuff. <laughs> oh, well, I'm just going to get married. And how I went. Um, I think that the reason to have one, if you have one, and you don't need one, it's not like you need to be like underwater space mystery theater is how we're going to do it. Um, And people make you think that you need one and you don't. Um, But the reason to have one is it's it's kind of easier to, like she said, tie things together. If you're trying to make choices about like, am I going to do this or am I going to do that? Having a sort of theme and the one I use in the book is like glittery industrial, right? Like that oh, is I want to go there. That sounds amazing. I know, right? Mm. Um, is specific and it sort of like helps you narrow things down. Um, but I will add two caveats to that. One, you need to wait till you have your venue to pick your theme because like disco party <laughs> may not work on the beach. So, <laughs> right? Hold, hold your horses. Yep. And Two, an appropriate theme, and, and arguably my theme, is a bunch of shit that I like. Or oh. or even better, a bunch of shit that we like. A so bunch that's of fine. shit that we like. That's perfect. There you go. Done. So per- so I'm, I'm still putting it out there. I See, I love Seinfeld. I've got a Seinfeld addiction problem. And I'm still waiting for someone to have a Seinfeld theme wedding just for me. <laughs> 
<laughs> if, Meg, get it out there. Let's make this happen. I know. <laughs> The theme is like people that marginally like each other (laughs) and that will betray each other in the end. But, you know, the idea, I just, there's so many things. I'll come and plan it for someone. Just make it happen. I want to lay in hair. I want, you know, junior mint cakes, uh, junior mint cake. That would work. (laughs) My husband, um, when Seinfeld was very popular, we lived in New York and he got told, like four times a day that he looked like Jerry Seinfeld. Right. Um, and sometimes people would say to him, do people think you're Seinfeld? Do you get good seating at restaurants? And he would look at them and be like, I am 20 years younger than <laughs> So no. So if anyone should have had that wedding, it would have been us. And, <sighs> and we missed the boat. It is. Gone. Well, still going to put it out there. If you're listening, if you're in a pract- if you're a practical wedding reader and you want to have a Seinfeld wedding, just call me. I'll help you. <laughs> And then send it in. We'll yeah. publish. She'll pu- Meg's promise now. She's going to publish it. Sarah, yep. probably you're not going to have a Seinfeld wedding, but good luck but to you. But if you do, I will help you get it on BuzzFeed. Promise. Oh, oh my this. God. That's the thing. It'll be page one, BuzzFeed. We know yep. Rachel Wilkerson Miller. She'll make it happen. Exactly. Uh, we've she's got. A, she, she's our former staff writer. Yeah. We'll make it happen. I know. So she's been on the podcast. Actually, if you haven't heard her episode, and I can't remember all the episode numbers off by heart, but if you Google a BuzzFeed wedding, save the date wedding podcast, she is awesome. And she's written some amazing articles for love a practical Rachel. wedding. Yeah, me too. Love you, Rachel. We love you. We'll tag you in so you can hear this. Number two question from Sarah. She says, if you've been together with your partner for years, as we have, how can you make the wedding feel special? We put off the wedding due to college and we now know that we want to be married officially and not just be awesome roommates. But since we're already amongst the also married, amongst also married people, how can we inexpensively make it feel like a new transition? Don't get me wrong. I know it'll be awesome. But do you have any advice for a long-term couples to get married? She did write long with 14 O's, by the way. Uh, I do. Because my husband and I were together for five years, which is not 10, but it's a while. Five years and had been friends for nine years before we got together. So we had known each other for 14 years when we got married. Our toasts toasts were all like, back when Meg and David were 14. (laughs) 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 <laughs> they really didn't get along. Uh, no, we sort of got along. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. It just is. Like, I was shocked, and I don't know if you and your husband were together a long time, so I don't know if you have thoughts on this, but I was pretty shocked at how big a transition it really did feel like. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, there's nothing you have to do, right? kind of is or isn't a big tra- transition in that has to do with you. I think, I think though, actually I do have more specific advice and that would be focus on the ceremony. I mean, I think that's good advice for everybody and it gets lost sometimes. Um, but that's sort of the heart of the thing, right? That's the wedding and that's like the rest is reception. It's party, it's whatever. And that's where everybody focuses, but the actual wedding often like the, <laughs> the week before people are like, Oh, what are we going to do for that wedding thing? Yeah. Um, but that is the moment that for me felt like this huge, amazing transition. Um, I look kind of wrecked coming back down the aisle. There's this, this photo and I just look kind of like wrecked, not like beautifully wrecked, just like sort of wrecked. Um, like, Oh, that was a lot of things that I just experienced. Um, so I just, I think it happens and it might not happen and that's fine. But, um, I, I, Write good vows, you know? Yeah. And spend or the don't. time to do that. Spend the we time. didn't write our own vows, so you don't have to. But I mean, like, think about your ceremony. 
Yeah, I think the cookie cutter stuff, like there's, I had a great episode with a, a lovely celebrant called Holly Smith recently, and she just sort of talked a lot about, um, you know, you don't have to stick to the script. If there's something, again, and this is not going to surprise you, Meg, because I've just said it before, I had a jury sign, we had a jury sign for reading in our wedding vows. <laughs> <laughs> this makes well, me sound like Well, you kind of did it then. You kind yeah, of. Well, you know, and we had some Woody Allen. But that's the thing. Like, it, to me, I read all those schmushy fucking love poem stuff, and we we're like, look, I don't want to vom standing up there. This is not my scene. Yep. Yep. So I think it was nice. We just sort of removed all the things that people would go, what, what, why is that there? That doesn't. Yeah. We yeah. had like, I mean, we had a traditional Jewish wedding in, in some ways. Mm-hmm. And then we had like a Tom Robbins reading that involved someone peeing out the window. So Fantastic. it all, it all worked. <laughs> <laughs> you got to find your voice. I think that's the, yeah. the the best advice. That it's just make it you. Because you're right. It's all about that that moment where you stand up and say all that stuff. It's not about mm-hmm. chair covers. Oh, fucking chair covers! Don't even get me started. <laughs> I'm on some sort of hunt for like the chair cover. People will not like me. Really, I've I've really started my anti chair covers thing. <laughs> Better than shibari chairs, which are expensive and so uncomfortable to yeah. sit on that you're like you want to die and it costs $15 a butt oh no so you've got to think about that stuff it really does add up it really does yep. add up uh, you are listening to the Save the Date Wedding Podcast. My lovely guest Meg Keen is the uh, she's the leader the leader of a practical wedding that makes you sound like some sort of totalitarian boss. it's a cult yeah. It's, yeah, it's a cult that we all would be happy to join we're very collaborative over here <laughs> A collaborative cult, but she is the boss. <laughs> exactly. That's right. We are answering your wonderful Q&A questions more after this. Meg, look, time is of the essence. I know we I have lots to say. And again, I feel like we're going to talk again, so I'm not going to ask you every question that's in my brain. But uh, I do have to ask you quickly about something I'm asked a lot is about how to mold, mild feminism and wedding planning. And it's a really hard one. I know this is a huge topic and probably a podcast in itself, but just briefly, if you could. (laughs) (laughs) In a sentence or less. Go. (laughs) Um, I think, okay, here's my, here's my bottom line on feminism and weddings. Um, My bottom line is that, it's really as complicated and as simple as sort of asking yourselves how you feel about each element and that some things, just like your marriage, some things will be gender traditional and some things will not be gender traditional and that's fine. And you don't have to sort of, I don't think the point of feminism in general general is just like breaking every gender mold and even if it doesn't make sense, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, oh, what's a good example? My husband's the cook, right? So that's gender non-traditional. But um, he's really into cars, and I generally could care less, right? So he does, like, the car maintenance yeah. in our marriage, right? Um, and that's sort of gender traditional. But it would be stupid for me to be like, no, I have to do it because feminism, and then I would be miserable and he would be miserable. So I think that um, it's sort of finding that balance. But I also do think you have to ask hard questions and fight the fight. Uh, so often I hear people say things like, well, I really wanted to keep my name. It was really important to me. But my husband just said, like, I want to cry. And then I was like, well, he wants to cry. Oh, <laughs> and in, in that case, like, I don't know. Let him cry, man. Women have cried a lot over the centuries. 
So I'll live with it. So be it. Yeah, so live with it. But also, in, and I love that cause I I use two names. <laughs> I've got a oh. my my maiden name McCormack, which is what I use now, and then I have my married name that I just sort of throw around when I want. So I love the option. <laughs> That's Legally, I mean the bank knows my legal name, you know. So uh, and also they're really similar. I'm Alicia Maddock at home, and I'm Alicia McCormack out. And mainly because my agent in Australia went, no one likes to learn a new name, Alicia. Just keep the old name. And fun, it's a funny story. My husband's mother has always used uh, her main name. I hate the word main name. I'm going to say her birth name. Birth name. Birth Thank name. you. Yes, good. Professionally, and her um, married name socially, and then about. Oh God, like two years ago, she mentioned something to him and was like, and the bank won't take it because blah, blah, blah. And, uh, he was like, hang on, what? And she's like, well, you know, my legal name is my birth name. And they had no idea. He was like 33 years old when he found out that his mom had never legally changed her name. I love it. I know. He was like, what? (laughs) He's like, brain. Exploded. Yeah, so she never changed her name and apparently just failed to tell her oh, children. Right, good honor. Just do yeah. whatever you want. Just do whatever yeah. you want. That's what I think. You know, a feminism and you know the equality. The idea is that we have the choice. Just do what you right. want. Yep. Yeah, and if you want to, and wear, make them cry a little bit. Yeah, tears. well, drink that, them and, and enjoy it a little bit when they do. Exactly. Exactly. We fought hard. We still fight hard. Yep. God, there it is. Um, also, the other thing I wanted to ask you about is the one thing I've sort of asked people about their wedding is perhaps the three most important things when it comes to wedding planning that, you know, you can throw out 50 other things. What are the three things that you would say to people? Don't forget these things from your experience as a bride, a wife, and also running a huge wedding blog. Okay. Well, philosophically, I'd say the vows, mm. right? keep them, um, whatever that means to you, traditional, non-traditional, whatever. But like that moment I think is important. Um, non-philosophically, I'm going to, this is like my controversial opinion for the day. Bring it. Um, seating charts. I'm very pro seating chart. I think there's exceptions. Like obviously if you have a cocktail reception or like a picnic reception or whatever. Um, but I think there's this, this idea that like chill, chill brides, chill chill grooms, whatever, uh, don't have seating charts. And um, I find that they're, and I'm fairly extroverted. I find that there is nothing worse than walking into a reception and having that middle school cafeteria feeling of like, oh my God, who am I going to sit with? I don't know any of these people because you forget that like, you know, everyone at your wedding, but weddings are a place where you often don't know a lot of people, right? Because they're people from all over your life. Um, And then you end up sitting like, in the back with two old lady ants and you're like, what is happening? This is not fun. <laughs> um, so it takes a little bit of work, but do a seating chart, put people at least at tables with people that you think they might get along with. And I, I think it's like a great way to take care of your guests. Oh, and I was what, like, what is going to be my third? A legit chairs. <laughs> it sounds so obvious. No, I love it. This is this weird thing where people are like, whoa, we don't, we don't need, I always say, like, people won't won't remember if you forget some detail, unless that detail is chairs. <laughs> um, you can have, like, some people standing up if you have a really short service, like, legit really short. 
but old people can't stand and most people frankly don't want to stand so just invest in some chairs oh, those are my three three and they're three very very important things chairs and also people wear stupid shoes to weddings you need to remember that yeah. and that's why yeah. chairs are very important as well it's as not- the old people <laughs> You're wearing your stilettos, and they're like, oh, it's going to be short, just 30 minutes. Just stand 30 minutes here. of hell. It's like going right, and doing a... like, I, I would like to die. <laughs> I Look, now, I was going to ask another Q&A, but I'm going to ask you a Q&A, because, you know, that's what we're here for as well. I like to get to know you a little bit more. Are we going nutso with the gifts? So many gifts, and not even just, like, giving gifts to brides and grooms. We're giving bridesmaids gifts. We're giving blah, blah, blah. Everyone's getting a gift. Can we just slow the hell down on the gifts? Agreed. I mean, two thoughts on gifts. One, on your registry, on your gifts. I think that it's important to remember, I had to learn this the hard way, that gifts are people's way to show that they love you, and they're going to show that they love you however that they show that they love you. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think as with life, you can't necessarily call the shots on that. Like, it's real smart to have a registry because... People are going to get you stuff, so maybe guide their hand a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> or you're going to get some some weird stuff. Um, but <laughs> I think people really want to control it and are like, well, I just want money for my favorite charity. Why won't people do that? Mm. Because it's it's like it's about you, but it's not about you, right? Like people have been going to weddings longer than you're alive, and there's plenty of people who are like, I always give a toaster, and they're just going to give a toaster. So like just be glad that they love you and they – got you something yeah and also don't count like plenty of people didn't get gifts at our give us gifts at our wedding you know what they were young they were broke they traveled whatever like i just didn't count it up i was just happy they were there um and then gifts for everybody else i think is bonkers out of control the fact that like standard wedding planning advice for like how to cut costs is to have fewer attendance because gifts is crazy to me because oh my god like your best girlfriends are not like, I'm really in it for the string of pearls. Right? Like, what? <laughs> that makes no sense. But I am kind of pro. This has fallen out of fashion, but I kind of like it. Um, the bride, bride, bridegroom, groom, groom, whatever. The partner gifts. Um, I gave my, and, and giving something that's like symbolic, not like expensive. Um, but my husband and I gave each other gifts on our wedding day and it's like a cool kind of thing that we did. Um, though better than that was we wrote each other notes to go with the gifts and I have the note that he wrote me on my, um, desk. Beautiful. See, that's lovely. And that doesn't mean that you have to spend a lot of money. Like you said, it's sentiment. That's way more valuable than stuff. Someone who didn't give us, actually some of my favorite gifts from our wedding were like the friend who was broke and gave us a flower sifter. Um, and measuring cups like those, I always remember like, oh, that's someone who didn't come gave us, gave us a flower sifter. Someone who's really broke gave us measuring cups. And I always think of them when I take it out. How cute. Um, And then one of my friends who didn't have a lot of money and flew all the way out from New York to California for our wedding wrote us this really lovely note and I, and I still have it. So those like matter more to me than the rest. And I got plates that I really like. So whatever. I'm not, I'm not. (laughs) What's well, not <laughs> You know what though? They're all practical things that you use, and I love that you yep. think of the people that give them gave you the stuff when you're using them. I do, I do, and I think that's kind of the point. Like you don't realize it, but that's kind of the point. I think that's that's it's all about. I, I see. I get really worked up on favors and just shit that oh. people like. Oh, oh, that's 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 my noise. Oh. Oh. Let's well, do it's it mine together. too. Favors. I have a there's oh. a tag from like. 
back at the beginning of the site that was like die favors die. It was like a oh, tag. Um, yeah, I've hated favors since forever. I love I love hating them. I love hating. Let's hate them together. Like, just listen <laughs> to us right now, people. You don't need to give people shit that they don't need. Oh. That they're just going to eat at the table when they're drunk, or lose in a cab on the way home, or feel or throw guilty. Out. Yeah, or go fuck. How long do we have to keep this shit for? And then yeah. throw it out guiltily for not guiltily. Is that a real word? Uh, and uh, just forget it. Forget also, it. if someone comes over to your house for a dinner party, you don't like give them a potted plant to say thank you. <laughs> They would be like, you gave me, what are you, what? sure, I'll take your plan. What am I going to do with this now? I'm going to go on a plane or I got to, ugh. And ugh. they're not traditional. Uh, like, my mom doesn't understand what they are. We sat down at a wedding once and there was like a wrapped monogram cookie on our plate. Oh and God. she looks at me and is like, what is this? Are they not going <laughs> to serve us dessert? What am I supposed to eat this? Before dinner? After? Am I supposed to put it in my purse? Why is this here? There's no reason for this. And it's just another way for companies to make money or make you feel guilty about spending more money. And I always like to say, if you're going to spend five bucks on something and there's a hundred, let's add that up. It's just ridiculous amount of money. There's no need to do it. Stop it now. dollars for the hotel trash because that's where they end up. Exactly. And just let's listen. Even listen. Meg knows way more than I do about this stuff. Listen to her. But listen to me also. We both agree. There it is. <gasps> Look, we have to end this. Uh, we have to end this. That sounded that sounded very serious. We have to end this, Meg. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a life to lead. People have to go about their business. I'd sit here all day, quite frankly, but we can't. A Practical Wedding Planner. This is your new book, and it's out right now. I said that, I said that almost seductively. <laughs> a Practical Wedding Planner. Planning the wedding you want with the budget you got. It's perfect. You, Where can we buy this? I'm assuming Amazon is the place to go. I know. I feel like I'm supposed to encourage people to buy it in indie bookstores and like yes. less. Fine. If you can find it in any bookstore that carries books, exist. which they generally don't, then do that. Yeah. But uh, Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure you can go, mm-hmm. go to apracticalwedding.com and purchase via your website. Amazon. But, <laughs> and that will send you to Amazon. <laughs> Hey, and here's something. This is me being a bit slutty, and I'm saying that in the most positive pro-feminist way ever. It's financially slutty and saying, if you purchase it, click on my affiliate link, and then I will get a kickback for you buying Meg's book. There, there you go. <laughs> Support the Save the podcast by buying a practical wedding planner, and everybody wins. Actually, hopefully you win the most. Well, This is about you. You, the, you the listener. You the listener. Yeah, of course, you are the major winner listener because you get to spend some time with Meg and read her wonderful guidance. And if you haven't heard episode, uh, last episode, which is on Monday, Meg talks a lot about the world of wedding planners, as in not the people, the books that you buy, and how there are, in my opinion, a lot of shit out there, and this is the one that you need to buy. So, And it's lighter. It's not in a three-ring binder. Oh, um, no one it has doesn't a, have to be a paperweight. Exactly. Yeah. No one has a handbag Good. big enough for a three-ring binder. Move no. on. No. God, done I'm, and done. I'm... We solved your problems, listener. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, uh, Sarah, for writing in. We very much appreciate that. And Meg, it's been just a... It's dull. I want to say dull. It's been amazing. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. You get a bit of my bad American accent. And uh, I hope that we get to speak again during 2016 and hear lots more about your uh, adventures. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Visit a practical 
wedding.com for more information. And if you have a question, visit savethedatepodcast.com and I shall endeavor to answer it. And I uh, hope you're having a great week. Happy wedding planning and happy days. Save the date wedding podcast. Don't plan your wedding without it.